Welcome to the best works of emerging explicit romance authors. Our curators select a wide variety of tales about the lifelong human quest for satisfying, lasting, and meaningful expressions of sexual health. Steamy Stories Daily Podcast focuses primarily on short stories. Explicit Novels Daily Podcast presents longer format novels over a span of episodes. Subscribe to both Steamy Stories and Explicit Novels in your favorite podcasting app. And now, today's story. Redwood Girls Academy, Part 5 Busted by Surveillance Cameras By Cheat 105 Listen to the podcast at Explicit Novels Molly then left the room and I found myself feeling a little sad to see her go. But I knew it was best. After all, it being only around 8 on a Sunday morning, most everyone else was bound to still be asleep, so she could slip back in her room unnoticed. With nothing else to do, I decided to go ahead and shower, convenient considering the time. I put on my boxers from the night before, as I couldn't very well walk down the hall naked, grabbed a fresh change of clothes along with a towel and my shampoo and stuff then headed down the hall to the bathroom. By the time I finished showering, everyone else was still asleep. I just returned to my room and got on my computer. I logged into Netflix and had just queued up a show to watch when I received a text on my phone, it was from Amanda. Hey, come to the locker room. I read the text and thought. I guess some people were still awake. Obviously, me being a young man with my hormones going crazy, I jumped at the opportunity that this text offered. I'd received many texts like this over the past couple of months after all. I quickly put on the rest of my clothes and was out the door in less than a minute. On my way. I replied to Amanda's text as I quickly made my way across campus. As I walked across campus, I had a chance to think about everything. This weekend had started off rather rough, what with seeing Maria again and my mini panic attack that followed. Then the next day, on Saturday, I finally got a long overdue apology from mom. As if that wasn't good enough, I then had the best sex of my life with the girl I'm pretty fucking fond of on that very same night. And now, I was on my way to have even more great sex with the smoking hot Amanda. How much better could my life get? When I got to the gym, I entered and walked across the floor to the locker room at the other end, eager for what awaited me. I walked into the locker room, not seeing Amanda when I first walked in, I figured she must already be back in the area with the mats. I walked past the lockers and stopped dead in my tracks when I was about to walk by the coach's office. I turned slowly and looked, fear immediately set in when I saw Amanda in the office and the volleyball coach sitting at her desk, staring daggers at me. Oh, fuck. I said to myself. Don't tell me. Come on in, the coach said in a demanding tone. I nervously stepped into her office, I was almost shaking. Amanda didn't ever bother to look at me. She just stared at the floor, her cheeks and ears blood red. I stood there, completely silent, wondering what was going on. So, you're the boy who's been distracting my girls, the coach said with certainty. Before I even had a chance to respond, the coach reached to the computer monitor on her desk and turned it so the screen was facing me. I looked at the screen and was shocked by what I saw. It was surveillance camera footage of the locker room, specifically the equipment area, where the girls and I usually did the deed. 
She clicked through about a dozen different clips, each of them featuring me and one of the girls. It was like watching a montage of my greatest hits, only now it didn't feel so great. My heart sank. My cheeks and ears burned and turned the same shade of red as Amanda's. In an instant, my whole world came crashing down. We had been caught. As far as I could figure, the coach had lured me to the locker room using Amanda's phone. Either way, there I was standing in the volleyball coach's office, my face surely twisted in horror, as she played surveillance footage on her computer. Amanda continued to sit and stare at the floor, I couldn't see her face, but I imagined she had similar look to me. Meanwhile, the coach just sat back in her chair, staring daggers at me as she let the clips play. My whole world was slowing burning down around me. It was like the bullshit in my old school all over again. I was silently hoping and praying that I would wake from this horrible nightmare, but alas, this was reality, there was no solace. How could I have been so stupid? I continuously questioned myself. I made all the same kind of mistakes I'd made back in my old school. To be honest, I wanted nothing more than to turn tail and run, jump in my mother's car and drive as far away from this place as possible. But I knew better now, there was no escaping this. Then another thought finally crossed my mind. Why the fuck were there surveillance cameras in a locker room? I mean, aren't there supposed to be laws against that? Could I use this revelation as leverage to get out of trouble? Care to explain all this? The coach finally broke the silence, gesturing to the screen. No, I couldn't explain it. There was no explanation to give, it all just kind of happened. All right, Amanda, you can leave now, she said, looking to Amanda. Amanda silently and hesitantly rose from her seat and left the office. Then it was just me and the coach, and honestly, it was a bit worrisome. I mean, what the hell was gonna happen now? I waited in fear. Now then, go ahead and take a seat. I wanna have a little chat, she said in an authoritative tone. I promptly obeyed and took a seat in front of her desk, awaiting what was surely going to be a long inflammatory lecture. So, you're the headmistress's son, Alan, huh? She asked. I nodded my head, still nervous to even look this woman in the eye. Well, don't think that earns you any special treatment, she added. I never expected it would. But honestly, I would have done just about anything to have my mom come and rescue me. I knew there was no chance of that, but hey, a guy can help, right? The coach then stood up from her chair and walked around to the front of her desk. Enrolling a boy in this school, what was that woman thinking? I knew it was only a matter of time before something like this happened, she said, sounding strangely proud of herself, as she leaned her ass against the edge of desk, looking down on me. I wanted to jump to my mother's defense upon hearing her be disparaged like that, but something kept me from speaking. I looked up at the woman towering over me, and I couldn't help but notice how attractive she looked from this angle. Was I attracted to powerful women? Coach Jones, Valerie was her first name I think, she was actually quite beautiful. She was a tall black woman, probably in her mid to late thirties. She had long black wavy hair that she wore in a ponytail almost all the time. Her body was curvy, yet still had an athletic build. Her usual outfit around campus was a t-shirt with the school's name on it, a pair of short gym shorts, and a pair of tennis shoes. 
I could tell that hidden beneath that shirt was a sizable rack, double D at the very least. And those shorts did little to conceal her big round firm ass. Honestly I don't know why I'd never taken notice of her before. She was without a doubt a sexy woman, but also had quite the imposing image as well. Her whole vibe was rather authoritarian. I didn't know whether to be turned on or scared, perhaps a mixture of both. There's only one solution I can see to this problem, she started speaking again, dragging me away from my thoughts. I continued staring up at her as she spoke, still frozen in silence and fear. I know I should report this to your mother and the rest of the faculty, she said. I was already filled with worry, but upon hearing that, I began to shake. That would of course result in your expulsion, which doesn't bother me, as the problem would be solved, she continued. My head was immediately overflown with horrific thoughts of me being kicked out of yet another school. Sure, my mother had already apologized for how she'd treated me after the bullshit from before, but if I was expelled from another school, her school to be make it even worse, then she'd certainly disown me. But, that would also mean the girls getting expelled. I like those girls, it ain't right for them to drag down because of you, she went on, sounding a little angry. That's when the guilt set in. Forget what would happen to me. The girls' names would be dragged through the mud and their futures ruined. All because I'm a horny little piece of shit who couldn't keep his dick in his pants. So I came up with an even better idea, she said, her frown slowly turning to a mischievous grin. I looked up at her with a look of confusion on my face. A better idea? I repeated that part in my head. What the hell was she thinking? Without saying anything further, Coach Jones walked around behind me. I grew even more confused when she shut the door to her office and locked, she then proceeded to close the blinds on her office windows before returning to her desk, that sly grin still on her face. While I was going over that footage, I happened to notice that you got a pretty decent sized dick. So go ahead and whip that thing out for me, I want to see it with my own eyes, she said, her deep beautiful brown eyes dropping directly to my already bulging crotch. My eyes grew wide and my jaw hit the floor. I wasn't all too sure I'd heard her right. You heard me, boy. Take that thing out, she said in a commanding tone. For whatever reason, I couldn't disobey her. The next thing I knew, I was standing up from the chair I was sitting in. Standing now, I noticed that even with the way she was leaning against her desk, she was still a few inches taller than me. As if driven by an outside force, my hands seemed to move on their own as I began to undo my pants. She stared at my crotch, her head nodding slowly, as I unbuttoned and unzipped my pants. Still unsure that I was even controlling my own actions, I then pulled down my pants and boxers in one motion, freeing my already rock-hard erection. Hmm, you're pretty well hung, for a white boy. I see why them girls were so crazy for you, she said, looking at my cock. I nervously blushed at her compliment. Though, I suppose I was also a bit offended that she inferred the girl's interest in me was based on my endowment. After all, I was certain that at least Molly and I shared a real connection that went beyond the physical. Of course, I also saw the irony in that. I mean, there I was thinking about my feelings for Molly, yet I was standing before her volleyball coach exposing myself and on top of that the only reason I'd come to the locker room in the first place was to have sex with one of Molly's best friends, like I'd already done numerous times before with her friends. Talk about some fucked up irony. 
I was still extremely confused by the whole situation. I stood there, frozen, with my hard cock exposed as Coach Jones just stared at it slowly nodding her head. What the hell was she thinking? I kept asking myself. I would have given anything to know, and I was soon to get my answer. I think it's only fair if we see how well you can use that thing, the coach finally spoke again. What's that supposed to mean? I asked myself. She saw the surveillance footage, so I'm pretty sure she's already seen how well I can use it. Yeah, let's see if you're as good a fuck as those girls seem to think you are, she said. Before I could even react to her statement, she began removing her t-shirt, exposing a sexy black lacy bra. It was beginning to be increasingly more difficult to feel confused and uneasy with the enticing image that stood before me. Coach Jones then reached behind her back and unclasped the bra, letting the strap slowly slide off of her shoulders. The bra fell to the floor revealing a perfectly symmetrical pair of gigantic light chocolate globes. Each of her two breasts were capped with a large areola that were of a darker shade of brown than the skin surrounding them. Protruding from her areolas were her perky nipples, they reminded me of Hershey kisses, but less pointy, obviously. I'd never been with a black girl. Never had anything against the idea, just never really thought about it much. But goddamn, I was so turned on by the half-naked beauty in front of me. I wanted nothing more than to grab her and start sucking on those chocolate nipples. I watched as her big juicy tits jiggled with every slight movement she made. I could no longer hold back, finally overcome by lust, my baser instincts took over. I quickly took a step towards her and just about dove into her rack. I immediately began ferociously kissing and licking all over those glorious mounds. I found one of her nipples and latched onto it, sucking the erect nub into my mouth. I was like a man possessed. Oh damn, I love that enthusiasm, she said. She let a moan as I sucked on her nipples, switching back and forth between the two. I continued sucking on her nipples until I was satisfied. I then removed my mouth from her breasts and began trailing kisses down her firm milky chocolate abdomen. I was ready for the main course. And judging by her moans, so was she. I kissed down to her belly button and stopped just above her shorts. Well don't stop now. Coach Jones said. Not that I needed the extra encouragement, but it did help. I hooked my fingers in the waistband of her shorts and began pulling them down past her hips and voluptuous ass, revealing a pair of panties that matched the black lacy bra. She removed the shorts the rest of the way, pulling them down her legs and past her shoes. I then hooked my fingers into the waistband of her panties and pulled them down as well, where they became bunched up at her ankles, her shoes keeping them from coming off the rest of the way. I took a moment to admire her as she worked the panties over her shoes. I marveled at her curvaceous light chocolate as jiggling with each movement she made. Her crotch was bare and her cunt looked as though it had never been touched. Coach Jones sat on her desk and leaned back, planting her hands behind her to brace herself. Alright, enough foreplay, let's see just how good a fuck you are, she said in a weird mix of commanding and seductive tone. The whole seductive authoritarian thing was certainly working for her. I let my pants and boxers fall down around my ankles and quickly worked them over my shoes. I stepped out of them and took a step closer to my prize as she spread her legs to invite me. I grabbed her hips and began smearing the tip of my rock-hard cock along her juicy wet slit. 
The outsides of her cunt lips were a slightly darker shade of brown, but as my cock parted her lips I saw that the inside was just as pink as any other girl's cunt. She yelped as I shoved my cock into her dripping wet hole. Oh, damn, that is one big dick she said in surprise as she felt my thickness enter her love canal. To my surprise, she was tight. Either way, it felt good to compliment it by her and it urged me on. I began driving my cock into her cunt as it slowly loosened to accept more of me. She moaned as inch after inch of my heart on disappeared into her tight wet snatch. Before long I'd bottomed out in her. Come on, white boy. Fuck me, she exclaimed. It was odd being called white boy in the middle of sex, but I've got to admit, it turned me on. I pulled out almost all the way, then slammed my cock back into her cunt, fast and hard. I repeated that several more times, each time increasing my speed and force until I was thrusting in and out of her cunt as fast and hard as I could. Coach Jones responded to all this by moaning and squealing at the top of her lungs. Oh fuck. Fuck me. Fuck me, she yelled, lost in the throes of pleasure. That's not to say I wasn't just as lost. I drilled away at her like a savage beast. The only sounds were that of her moaning and yelling, my heavy breathing, and the ambient sounds of our respective sexual organs clashing. Honestly, I knew I wasn't going to last much longer, and I hoped she was close as well. I was beginning to feel exhausted as I kept the same pace for an extended period. But I never slowed, after all, the sensation of her warm wet cunt pulsating around my shaft with each thrust felt way too good to stop. Oh fuck. I'm coming. Coach Jones finally yelled. She wrapped her muscular legs around my back and held me deep inside her as her hot fluids washed over my cock. Her body began to spasm and that was all I could take before I began erupting a fountain of my seed into her. Neither of us took any time to revel in the afterglow, as both of us knew what this was about, it was sex and nothing more. She began putting her clothes back on and I did the same, both of us remained silent the whole time, which gave me just enough time to realize how wrong this all was. I just had sex with the volleyball coach in her office, not only that, I noticed the ring on her finger. I'd participated in adultery, that startling revelation sent an immediate guilt washing over me. I quickly finished getting dressed then made for the door, hoping she wouldn't say anything. Oh, by the way, I got your number from Amanda's phone. Expect to hear from me again, she said with a self-satisfied smile. I had nothing to say to that, I just left her office in a hurry. And when I exited the locker room into the gym, I almost broke out in a sprint to the exit across the gym. I tried to keep my composure as I made the long stroll across campus. I walked, filled with a sense of dread and guilt, and shame. What the fuck? I questioned myself over and over again, never able to form an answer. This is all so fucked, I said to myself. How could I ever let things get so out of hand? I was driving myself mad. I then received a text on my phone, momentarily drawing me away from the chaos that was my mind. I pulled the phone out of my pocket and checked it, the text was from Molly. Hey, I just heard from Amanda, what the hell happened exactly? Is everything alright? To be honest, I didn't have a good answer for her, I knew she was just concerned for me and I wanted more than anything to put her at ease, but I didn't know how. 
However, this was one issue that couldn't be ignored, I have learned from at least one of my mistakes. I quickly replied to the text after some thought. Gather the others and meet me in my room, I'm on my way there now, I'll explain everything then. It was finally time that I sat down with the girls and discussed things. I could not put this off any longer. I of course, worried that with the current circumstances this meeting with the girls could result in the end of our little thing but I also knew how dire it was that we all talk. Okay, we'll be there. Molly promptly replied to the text. Luckily, with the time being barely noon, it wouldn't be overly suspicious for the girls to be hanging out in my room, so that was one bright side. I continued making my way to the dorm, trying to get my thoughts in order. Trying to figure out exactly what it was I was going to say to the girls. I'd arranged the meeting, but I hadn't really thought much beyond that. In all honesty, I knew that calling the whole harem thing off was probably for the best, to avoid further incident, but that was the last thing I wanted. I especially didn't want to damage things with Molly. When I finally got to my dorm room, Molly and the others were already waiting in the hall, talking amongst themselves. They all looked just as worried as I felt. As I walked up to them, they all greeted me with concerned looks. Amanda still couldn't even look at me. I immediately wanted to put them all at ease, but again, I didn't know what to say. And I didn't want to lie to them and tell them everything would okay. After all I didn't even know myself if things were really going to be okay. Deciding not to say anything, I unlocked and opened my door, and gestured for them to follow me in. I shut the door behind us, also checking to make sure nobody saw us, just in case. When I turned around to face the room, I saw that the girls had all taken a seat on my bed, so I walked over and sat in my computer chair and spun in it to face them. I sat there looking at them, with them looking back at me. The room was dead silent, I was halfway tempted to turn on some music just to ease the tension a bit, but this was not the time for levity. This was serious and needed to be treated as such. I opted instead to get my thoughts in order. I knew that with how close they all were, they'd surely heard from Amanda about the volleyball coach. Alright, so I'm assuming you've all heard from Amanda about us being caught? I asked just to clarify. Aaron and Katie both nodded in the affirmative, confirming my assumption. Amanda's face turned blood red as she stared at the floor, obviously a nervous wreck. I was just as nervous as she, but I decided that I should at least appear to be strong, for their sake. Yeah, but what's gonna happen? How bad is it? Molly asked, sounding and looking concerned. Seeing how clearly not okay Amanda was, I knew that I needed to say something to ease her torment a little. I mean, she looked absolutely crushed with guilt. After all, Coach Jones had pretty much used her to lure me into a trap, how could she not feel guilty? I'll get to that in a sec, but first, Amanda, I know you're probably blaming yourself for all this. Don't, it's not your fault. And I'm sure none of us here blame you. I said. The other three girls all chimed in as well, giving her hugs and reassuring her. I mean, how are any of us supposed to know there were cameras in the locker room? I continued. Molly, Aaron, and Katie nodded in agreement as they continued to console their friend. It actually made me a bit envious seeing how much they all cared about one another. I never had friends like that, all mine turned their backs on me. Winter break was upon us. 
A few weeks had passed since that weekend. That damn weekend, there were so many ups and downs. Luckily, Coach Jones hadn't decided to report us, probably had something to do with my regular visits to her office since that day. As long as I kept her happy, the girls and I were able to keep up our thing. The girls and I continued to meet in the locker room to have our fun, even though we knew the coach had kept the cameras running and recording us, we figured it best that we don't deprive her of her little show. Maria and I also kept in contact since she left, via text and the occasional phone call. I still worried about her with her parents, but she seemed alright anytime I was talking to her. I would be spending winter break at home with my family, and the girls would be spending it with their respective families as well, which means, I wouldn't see them for a couple of weeks, I was none too thrilled about it. Not to mention the idea of spending a couple of weeks with my family seemed rather unappealing, to say the least. That's not to say I dislike my family, but given everything that's happened, it was sure to be extremely awkward. I wasn't even sure if mom had told the rest of the family that Maria had revealed the truth to her. As far as I knew, the rest of the family still wanted nothing to do with me. But alas, my mother had insisted that the whole family be there for the holidays, some sort of pseudo-Campbell family reunion. I had packed enough stuff for the break and was loading it into the back of mom's car as I waited for her to finish up a few things in her office. It was the first day of winter break, though given it was a Monday, I suppose the weekend technically counted, so third day? Either way, pretty much all the other students had left already. I was bored and couldn't even call Molly or any of the others, because they were on flights back home at the time. You see, most of the students' families lived in a different city, a lot of them in a different state entirely. That's why they lived in the dorms on campus. My mother lived maybe an hour or so away from the school, but the reason I was living away from home is because I wasn't wanted at home. So my mother's sudden urge to reunite the family for the holidays caught me off guard. I know she'd forgiven me after hearing the truth, but she had to know how awkward it was gonna be with the rest of the family. I was sitting in the passenger seat of mom's car messing around on my phone as I waited for mom to finish up. Finally, after a little over 10 minutes mom got to the car. Hey sweetie, hope I didn't keep you waiting for too long, she said as she sat in the driver's seat. It's alright. I replied. It still felt a little weird having mom call me things like sweetie and honey. Sure that's how she always used to refer to me, but that stopped immediately after the whole Maria fiasco. I know she was just trying to get things back to the way they were before, so I didn't mind. It would just take a little while getting used to. Most of the car ride was spent making small talk, mom asking me how school has been, if I've made friends, that sort of stuff. I answered her questions as best I could, even though her being the headmistress of the school, she already knew how I'd been doing in school, and as far as friends, I couldn't exactly tell her the whole truth there considering what I'd been doing with my friends for the past several months. I knew she was just trying to make things normal again, so I went along with it. More of this story is published at the Index of Cheat 105 for Literatica. Thanks for joining us for today's episode. We hope you found pleasure and inspiration. Come back tomorrow as we continue to bring you more explicit romance tales and subscribe to our podcast feeds in your mobile devices to access our entire library of hundreds of daily episodes. Happy dreams.